Hey, are you signed up as a fan yet? Make sure you head over right now before you start this episode to realestatepodcastshow.com backslash fans so that you can be part of all the awesome behind the scenes stuff that happens with the podcast. Not just the stuff you hear, but actually finding out who is listening to podcasts for me is so much more important. I love hearing the stories behind you guys. So make sure you sign up so that you can take part in all the amazing events. The contests are going to be spectacular. I've got these incredible, incredible things happening. Travel, music, food, all the good stuff. Realestatepodcastshow.com backslash fans and head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review when you can. I really appreciate that too. Five, four, three, two, one. Today I'm going to be talking about the dark side of the multiple offer situations, the bidding wars, all the stuff that you hear about in the news. Chances are you've probably heard somewhere this week about one property or another selling for half a million dollar over asking or another property with 30 offers on, you know, on offer day. Here's something that you probably won't see and, and, and you probably haven't heard about. And this is actually happening. A, um, a fellow broker in the uh, Toronto area just recently tweeted that canceled firm sales outnumbered canceled conditional sales three to one in December at their brokerage. So that means there are three times as many canceled firm sales as canceled conditional sales, sales with conditions on them. This is a huge, huge thing to think about. And this is not just exclusive to this brokerage. This has been happening across the province. This is not something that you can simply push under the rug and hope it doesn't happen to you. As a seller in Ontario, Toronto, GTA, Ontario, you need to understand that there is something, it's a, it's a real issue. Something is called buyer remorse. And if buyer remorse happens, you could have someone again, as happy as anything on bidding night change from uh, the happiest buyer you've ever seen to the most uh, upset and the most uh, distraught buyer you've ever seen in the morning because they realized, and some of them realize this. And, and, and those of you who are listening, who are, you know, getting into this, you need to know this as well. So if you're the kind of person that is going to be bidding on a place, let's say the place for sale is $699, you know very well that it's worth over $900. But so you, you get into the bidding wars, you start bidding, uh, and then you're bidding at $900 all of a sudden. You were qualified at 6 It's not going to end well for you. It's probably not going to end well for your financing. You're going to regret it. So uh, that's part one. But part two, which is the part, again, that no one seems to talk about even to this day, is that if you are serious about bidding on a property and you know, if you're working with a realtor who's had, who's been even in one offer, and this is something that, again, I've been doing this now for 22 years as of next year. 
Uh, I've got over 50,000 hours at the negotiating table. I understand what happens. I've had clients in uh, 5, 10, 15, as much as 20, um, you know, in, in, in 20 people bidding wars and win. So, and, and I've had many of them lose as well. But what you have to understand is that you have to be under, you have to be willing to know that if you're going to be paying X amount um, that, you know, is, was not the original plan. Have you actually looked at what else is available in that price range? Cause you'll probably be shocked by what's out there. So that's one part of it. And then you as a seller, you also have to understand that you're probably going to have some degree of seller remorse. This is a very painful topic. So you have to understand that you are not necessarily by getting yourself into a situation where you're dealing with a bidding war simply because, you know, some agent told you to do this does not mean that it's the right thing to do. So I really want you to understand you should be weighing out all of your options and understanding what the differences are between a conventional sale and a, you know, an offer date situation and realize that very few of those sold over asking signs are actually sold record breaking situations. That's actually a really big distinction for me. It's important for you to know that as well. And as a seller, you don't want to be one of those sellers who actually ends up emailing me. And this is, this is something that has been happening for the longest time, but it's happened quite a few times this year where I'll get the email from someone the day or two after the sold. And I'll see that the address has to do with a property that's already sold, which of course I can't interfere in. So I can't say anything, but I know for a fact that they did not get what I would consider their best possible price. They basically did a low bid. Then they were sort of suckered into the, you know, the understanding that of those bidders, only about 20% of them are going to be, you know, the serious contenders. The other 80%, no offense to those bidders, but those are not going to be the winning offers. That was never going to be the plan. So instead of that, and this is where, again, I'm talking about all the pain in this process. I'm also talking about the solution to it. What if instead of doing it that way, and this is, again, the old way, this is the way every other agent seems to be doing. And I want you to understand that there is a better way of doing it instead of doing it that way. Why not focus on marketing to that top 20% in that price range that you really want? And then how about making sure that you're also marketing to the overqualified buyers? So the buyers that have more than enough for that kind of property so that you, so that you actually get a fair, Look at that. So if you understand, again, in certain price ranges, if it's in the 2 million, 3 million, 4 million mark, you'll have a lot of buyers in that price range who are not interested in getting into a bidding war. To this day, this is not something that, um, you know, a lot of those buyers want to do. So they'll be willing to pay the price that you want, but you have to obviously be, um, you know, in a position where you know what your, you know, actual top number is. And we go from there. So we basically sort of uh, create a, a, a new direction from what I would call, you know, your your dream sold price position. So sort of like your, you know, um, if you got this price today, would you sell? That's where I want to start from rather than doing it in the opposite direction, which again has not um, 
has not been a mistake, but it's just been a learning curve. So you've seen a lot of people do this, but do not assume that behind the scenes, this always ends well, because again, that person bidding, you know, seeing your property, you know, let's say your property is worth a million, but it's listed at $7.99. Of course, you're going to get 30 offers. But of those 30 offers, how many of those people are actually qualified to pay the price you really want? And are you really doing yourself a favor two or three months down the line when this canceled firm sale happens? And it's a, it's a, it's a shit show. There's really no other way to say it. The dominoes, once they start falling, everybody suffers. And for, unfortunately, then there's lawyers involved on top of everybody else. So it gets super messy. I can say with all certainty that in the 20, almost 22 years I've been doing this, I've never had an issue doing it the smart way in terms of like having like, like I've, I've not had any buyers walk out uh, of the deals. So doing it in a smart way that isn't going to push the boundaries in the in the wrong direction. So you do want to push the boundaries in one direction. Of course, you want to be able to say that you broke sold record. That's a big thing for me when I sit down with you. We'll talk about what that actual number is and how it compares to your property. That's one of the first things we're going to talk about to, to you know to get right into it. But explaining your story, and this is of course part of what this podcast does better than anywhere else can, because there's really nothing like this, is when I'm telling the story behind your house, the the history of your house, the whole, uh, you know, everything that people need to know, it's so important that that story is going to be more about creating the value for that property than any amount of, of, you know, in any of the 463 characters that you're going to see on the MLS, because that is not enough. And if you're satisfied with that, then, you know, again, you're going to probably be fine with the average agent. So if you're, you know, going that direction, you might, you might not be the one to, to, you know, to, to be the right person for this. But if you are someone who's looking to, again, maximize your results and, come from a different standpoint and look at it differently, I promise you, you won't be one of those canceled firm sales in 2022. And of course, there's a whole bunch of things, again, a whole bunch of pain that comes along with being on that side of things uh, that I don't think you're going to want to be part of if you can avoid it. And I will help you avoid it by reducing that risk. And that's really what I do um, very well. So I hope this has been helpful. If you think that it's a, uh, a great idea for you, just reach out to me anytime, realestatepodcastshow.com um, or via email at paul.indrigo, I-N-D-R-I-G-O at c21.ca. Thanks again for tuning in. Have yourselves a great day.